Eli had more rushing yards than him or something like that. If this is how it's going to be in 2019, it's it's almost time to pivot hard on players. Long season. Don't freak out. Just keep listening to the pod. We're going to get you all the information you need. Now it's time for the two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast, the official podcast of the Super Friends League. Bad boy good. boy good. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. As always with me, the commish, Tommy Moe. Everybody's best friend won't be joining us today, but he will return to the podcast next week. Week two is officially over. It's left us broken, bruised, and flat out wondering what in the world is going on. We lost two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, one for the entire season, Ben Roethlisberger, and the other, Drew Brees, for multiple weeks. We saw Cam Newton hand the ball off on the one-yard line with a chance to win the game. Vintage Superman Cam would never have done that. Even the kickers are getting into the party. Adam Vinatieri, arguably the best kicker in NFL history, has started the season 3-for-8 and is reportedly pondering retirement. We have so many storylines to discuss, so let's just jump right into it. Let's go to NFL Quick Hits. NFL Quick Hits. The Carolina Panthers lost another close home game this week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in an ugly Thursday night football game. The Panthers had a chance to win the game late in the fourth quarter despite terrible play by Cam Newton all night. On the wooden yard line, on fourth and goal, they decided to run a gadget play with Christian McCaffrey, and then they failed to convert. Why in the world don't you run a QB draw there? Terrible, terrible. The 49ers are now 2-0. That's right, 2-0. They had another impressive win over the Bengals, 41-17. The three-headed monster of Breda, Mostert, and Wilson combined for 238 rushing yards, 79 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. The defense continues to look impressive and really only gave up any points in meaningless garbage time. Now to the injury report, and it's a long one this week. Like I mentioned before, Big Ben is officially done for the season with an elbow injury. He already had surgery. Mason Rudolph will now take the reins for the veteran QB. Drew Brees had successful thumb surgery, but will be out for at least six to eight weeks. Sean Payne did say he doesn't plan to put Brees on the IR, but we want to monitor that closely. The Chiefs' backfield is an absolute mess. LaShawn McCoy is dealing with an ankle injury. Damien Williams is dealing with a knee injury. McCoy was able to practice, but limited today, and Williams did not participate at all. David Singletary from the Buffalo Bills is day-to-day right now with a hamstring injury and did not practice today and looks most likely to be a game-time decision. And then lastly, Cam Newton looks set to miss the battle in the desert this Sunday. And honestly, after what we saw last Thursday, I think it might be time for Newton to heal his body and his mind because he just doesn't look right, mentally, to me at least. And as always, these are fluid situations, so to stay on top of the latest injury reports, be sure to follow the 2-on-1 Twitter page, at 2-on-1 FFB Podcast. Tommy, what are we to make of all these injuries right now? And really the whole entire start of the season, I just really can't remember a season starting this badly. And I feel like we say that every year, like what is going on? You know, like I I feel like we said it last season, but it's, it's, it's crazy. And like you said, like in the beginning, like what is going on in the fantasy football world? I've never seen so many people question their team, their, their predictions, their very existence in the fantasy football community, because 
things are not going as planned or or at least how the majority of us thought it was it would go so far. So it, it seems like we're we're having this like changing of the guard in the NFL, so to speak, with with young guys like Mahomes and Lamar and Dak taking over. Yeah, old guys like Ben and Eli and and even Aaron Rodgers to some extent finally starting to show their age. And Tom Brady is a freak of nature, so he doesn't really you know count you know. <laughs> um, but guys like Frank Gore and Jason Wynn are, are relevant again. And you know, I tweeted out earlier like, what year is this? And so I just I've been seeing some crazy trades on Twitter that would just make absolutely no sense a month ago. But but here we are. Just look at a couple right now. You know, someone wants to trade me James Conner for for Waller. If this was last year, like that would never go down, you know, or right. um, should I trade CMC for Julio? And yeah, like they're on equal playing field, but like those are the types of things that are going on, you know, like people trying to sell their assets because they're hurting somewhere else because someone got hurt and, and they're in a deficit in one position. So, you know, it, it's really something, Steve, and, and I hope we can all live through it until things hopefully right themselves again and if this is how it's going to be in 2019, it's it's almost time to pivot hard on a lot of players. Yeah, I think it's uh, pretty apparent when, you know, within our home league, there's already been like five trades, I think, already. And I, even I traded already week two and I, I mean, something going to week three and I never trade really. <laughs> so for me to already be thinking like, God, I got to do something because I cannot continue this path. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to say our, everybody's draft projections were wrong because I don't think they were wrong. I just think. And we said it last week in the pod. I honestly think that the preseason and starters not really playing at all, but maybe even just one series is affecting the NFL. And it's the same thing with the practice time. Yeah, I think it's going to take teams. And this is where I try to calm myself down. I think it's going to take teams at least a month to kind of figure out the offenses because there's just a lot of lopsided victories right now. There's a lot, And even if it's kind of close, like for instance, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much, but the Raiders chief, even if you look at the box score or you look at the score as 28, 10, you're like, Oh, you know, that was, that's a pretty close game. That's not bad. But when you watch the game, it was pretty lopsided. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of, you know, teams start zero and two and a lot of two and O teams. Cause I think half the league's doing well and half the league is just doing terrible right now. All right, Tom, that's a great segue to now pivot over to fantasy football talk. Hey, fantasy, fantasy. All right. So this week, uh, Tommy, what I want to do with fantasy football talk is just give you a couple players. Um, since we were just talking about so many trades that are happening or, you know, people trying to pick up waiver wire uh, players, I want to just give you a couple names of players that you think you should drop or trade, you know, buy low or sell high. So the first one, um, I think a lot of people obviously had him rostered is Drew Brees with a thumb injury could be out eight weeks for a 10 man, a 10 team league. I think you probably drop them. Because you're not going to, you know, there's going to be some backup quarterback or some streaming quarterback that you can get. But what do you think, like, in a 12-man league or more? Anything more than a 10-man. Um, hopefully, your roster, your bench is a little bit deeper. And and you can hold on to him because they did not put him on IR, at least for now. And, um, you know, reports came back that a surgery was successful, like you said in, the, in your intro. But, yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't drop him. I, I would try to hold him if I could. But if I was in something like a super flex league or where I was really hurting for a quarterback, like say maybe I had Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger, right? Uh, and now I'm totally out. Um, you know, I I in that situation I'd probably drop Ben, you know, and try to get someone else. But you know, there's guys like Josh Allen or Matt Stafford that are still out there in a lot of leagues um, that are doing all right. That you know, if we always talk about fantasy 
uh, is a weekly game, you know, and even though it's we're, we're planning for the whole season and we're trying to build our roster to be good for the whole season, you got to win this week. So, you know, yeah, it might be time, especially in a one quarterback league or like a 10 man league uh, where, where, yeah, you should just drop them and, and get the next best available quarterback out there. Yeah, Josh Allen right now is 63% owned in Yahoo League. So obviously the word is out right now on Josh Allen. He was he was our waiver wire target last week. Um, and I think that uh, people are starting to catch on and kind of, you know, um, going for him. So, but, you, you know, even a Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. um, he's 66% owned. So maybe you can find someone like that. I know he kind of started the um, the year not too, not too pretty, but he's still serviceable. He's starting to learn the, um, the new offense, and I think he's going to get a little bit better. All right, man. Next one I want to talk about. This is more of a player that, you know, I think people you might want to try to get trade for or what you think about this player, like try to trade him away is Mike Evans from the Buccaneers. And just to give you an idea of how a season's going so far, he has six receptions for 89 yards and zero touchdowns in two games. You know, Mike Evans, it's looking like Chris Godwin is starting to be the wide receiver one there. But what really I, I think he's more taking the role um, and I think it was fancy football footballers that said it, you know, the more of the Larry Fitzgerald type role uh, and, my, and Mike Evans is becoming more of the home run hitter. So I actually still really like Mike Evans um, in a lot of ways. And I think as Jameis starts to get this offense a little bit better, uh, right. starts to gel a little bit more with Byron Leftwich, even just Byron Leftwich calling plays and not getting delay game penalties. I, I think it's going to end up being a little bit better for them. So, yeah. So in this situation, if you need depth at positions and you can trade Evans away for for a two for one deal, uh, that's really going to help your team. I would say go for it. Yeah, and I think that that's the biggest thing um, when you are doing trades. You could do all the trade analyzers you want. You know, you could take polls, but honestly, you got to go with me with your gut, and you also see you got to see your team construction. You know, you got to see your roster. You know, are you are you a little bit more? Um, loaded at running back and you're able to give up a running back or a wide receiver to get someone like Evans. Cause you know, Evans obviously isn't having the start of the season that you want, but he's still a big time player and he can go off at any time. His, his ceiling is huge. Right. It's just right now the floor is not that, that high, right. you know? So another one, let's stay with the Buccaneers. Would you consider um, dropping OJ Howard right now for a streaming tight end? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and right now, just to give you guys a good answer, I like it. Right now, he has four receptions for 32 yards for the season. And last game, he had, I believe, it was 52 routes that he ran against the Panthers, and he had zero catches. I don't even think he had a target. Yeah, you know, he, so. yeah, and he was blocking a lot. So he was in the game a lot. His snap share was, right. pretty, was pretty high. Yeah, he was huge, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's just... Um, you know, I think it's what we talked about, I think, on the, our our season preview, you know, and, and has Bruce Arians ever really had a good tight end, you know, or at least one that was fantasy relevant. And as good as O.J. Howard is, as good as an athlete that he is, and we've seen it, um, I just don't know if it fits in this scheme and in this offense. And, yeah, I, it, with, with the tight ends that are out there, that are still available, like uh, someone like Jason Witten, you know, or even Greg Olson in some leagues, or or even yeah. Jimmy Graham. I'd almost rather I'd almost rather take a yeah. take a flyer on uh, than OJ Howard at this point. And you know, for a lot of the OJ Howard truthers out there, I mean, they were super high on him going into the season, and and now it's just been crickets. You know, I haven't heard anything. So yeah, I would uh, have no problem dropping uh, OJ. I think the biggest thing too it shows us is that, especially for next year, I'm going to make sure to talk about this. Is 
if you miss out on those elite tight ends, which is like three, yeah. um, and the next guy we're going to talk about too is hasn't started very hot, um, but you know, obviously Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle. I mean, the drop off is so big. Even like with Howard and the where he was going, probably fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth round. You could have easily done, you know, like what you did is get like Mark Andrews in the 14th round uh-huh. and just get incredible value for him and just to play the streaming game. Right. You know, why waste a high a high value pick on that? So um, next guy, uh, before we talk to, about Kittle, I want to talk about Cam Newton because obviously a lot of teams have him rostered and probably has a starting QB. Now they're saying he's not going to play uh, for next week, but right now for the season he has 572 passing yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. And most importantly, he's not running the ball. Yeah. Oh, I think I think right now they said someone like uh, what Eli had more rushing yards than him or something like that. It's just it's really bad for him right now. Oh, so that, you drop so him or what do you do? Yeah, I, I would drop Cam. Um, I wasn't super high on him coming into this year. A lot of talk about you know was he even going to be able to throw uh, after last year? And and I don't know what's going on if if he's still hurt or if it's just a mental game. We all saw his his press conference after the game where he was dressed right. like. Uh, something out of Thelma and Louise, you know, and, and, and questioning, you know, he needs to look at himself in the mirror. So um, uh, it's just all, it's just all weird, you know, and, and yeah. with, with quarterbacks and football players in general, you know, that that's a mental game, you know, big time. So right. uh, I don't know if it's just his head's not right or he's not ready uh, or he's not healthy. So uh, again, um, we mentioned Josh Allen and Matt Stafford. I, I would feel way more comfortable with those guys right now than Cam Newton. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Um, and I agree. Drop him. I, don't, I just don't think he's right. I don't think he's mentally right. And I don't know if he's – I mean, I hate to say this because obviously we don't know his situation. He had, a, obviously, a big shoulder injury, had to learn how to re-throw the ball. Then he has this ankle injury nagging. You know, those kind of injuries and just wearing on you. I mean, he's taken a beating over the, his career. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's just not into it that much, you know, or maybe he's just hurting all the time and he's done. Well, you we, never know. Right. And we saw with Andrew Luck and, and other, right. you know, Gronkowski, you know, other, I think it's starting to wear on these guys mentally how much mm-hmm. uh, football is a physical toll, you know. And, and I know when we played ball, we would always joke that, you know, it was finally at the end of the year, we could finally feel okay, you know, and yeah, feel good. Feel we took a break, right. You know, our body right. wasn't in constant pain. So, uh, you know, knock that up, you know, a couple levels to the NFL and it's, you know, it's, it's exponentially worse. So, right. Yeah. Maybe it's just that. All right, so the last guy I want to talk about is another tight end that was drafted, I mean, pro at third round, second round, yeah. um, is George Kittle. Uh, yeah. Right now, for this season, he has 11 receptions, 108 yards, and zero touchdowns. But most importantly, and the shocking one to me um, was against the Bengals. You know, they scored all those points, and he only had three receptions for 54 yards and zero touchdowns. And obviously, you're not going to drop him because you, 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 know, you, you drafted him high. Do you look to trade him? You know, if you get a good offer from somebody, uh, would you be willing to trade George Kittle and play the streaming game or just stick with him? I'd stick with him. Um, my my only hesitation with Kittle going into this year um, was was Jimmy G and how good Jimmy was going to be. Right. Or or how good he wasn't going to be, you know, and coming back from that injury. So to see him do a lot better last week and put up all those yards and touchdowns um, with, I believe, one interception, um, mm-hmm. that was good. You know, and it was good to see. And so they, was, they were getting other people involved. They're kind of moving away from Dante Pettis a little bit. And so I think they're going to look at the game tape last week, see, you know, see the script, see how he didn't get as many looks. Um 
uh, as he should, you know, and adjust and just for that and game plan him more into the scheme for next week. And and even the overall numbers, um, he had two touchdowns uh, called back for penalties last or week one. So his numbers should be way better than they are on the year. But but yeah, it didn't look great, you know, and you're definitely disappointed. But um, he's he we've seen him. He's he's a commodity uh, at the tight end position, and and even though he's he's not performing on paper as a uh, tight end one, he still has tight end one talent and and all the opportunity to be another tight end one. Right. Well, well what about you, Steve? Would you would you drop him or try to trade him? I think I'd try to trade him. Um, at least if, if you can get a good value for him, I think I would trade him and then maybe play. I mean, if you can get like a a low end receiver one or maybe like a, a, a running back one, like a low end running back one, I think I might trade him. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, obviously you think he's going to do better and you're hoping for that. But what I've seen so far with Jimmy G, I thought you would see a lot better uh, production from him. And maybe it was because he had so many backups that he played with and typically backups. You know, the tight end is their best friend, they always say, especially with rookies. So last year with Nick Mullins, you know, he had a rookie. Right. And he just fed him the ball all day. So, um, but you know, the season's still young. It's week two. So, I mean, if I got a really good offer, I would not be opposed to trading him. Say, like, if somebody's trying to trade, get Dalvin Cook from me or something, obviously you don't touch those kind of players. You know, they, you, they stay on your roster. Right. Um, so. Yeah, and if you but, have another, uh, if you're tight end two on your team, is someone like Mark Andrews or even like TJ Hawkinson. Um, right. And you do get a good offer that really rounds out your team. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I, for example, I traded uh, I traded Zach Ertz uh, earlier this year, earlier this year, like last week, uh, because I had <laughs> Mark Andrews, you know. And so you can make those kind of moves and try to get pieces that really fit and help your team out. Right, exactly. All right, let's go to now fantasy studs for week two. Hey, stud. All right, Tommy, who's your studs for week two? Uh, so one guy I have, and I've actually talked about him a couple of times on this podcast already, uh, is man is Emmanuel Sanders. And, you know, we talked about him on actually our mini pod series that we had on during the summer uh, before the season started uh, on our episode with Bob Lung. And Bob uh, talked about his love for or talked about how Sanders was getting no love from anyone because he was coming back from that Achilles injury. But that when you have an, a repaired Achilles tendon the chance and the likelihood of re-injuring it is very low because that tendon actually gets stronger with that repair. So we are seeing Emmanuel Sanders kind of return to his old self. And so last week he had 28 points in PPR leagues, getting 11 receptions off of 13 targets for 98 yards and a touchdown and adding a two point conversion on top of it. So uh, yeah, I really like Emmanuel Sanders. Um, If there was a buy low ish window for him, it's definitely starting to close. In some leagues, he was definitely drafted super late, so the return on investment right now is really nice. Right, I love that one, man. I, I love Emmanuel Sanders, and I'll be yeah. honest, I was when I heard that he got the Achilles and he was coming back this year so quick. I didn't. I put him in my do not draft just because you know history says you know the players don't recover, especially speed players like him. Yeah, um, but he's having a great start to the season, so really happy for him. Uh, my stud this week is uh, I'm going to give you a little love, Tommy. Mark Andrews. Yeah, uh, he had eight receptions for 112 yards and one touchdown on nine targets. Had a great, great game, and that's just goes to show you guys what Tommy was saying. How he got rid of Zach Ertz, got a got good value for him, and then because he had a viable second option at tight end, which was Mark Andrews. So great week by him. Yeah, I'm loving Mark Andrews. Uh, a lot of people are pumping him up on Twitter in the off season. 
And and he's definitely showing, you know, the type of uh, player he can be. And and it's just going great with with the success that Lamar is getting. All right. So one guy I did want to mention had a great game kind of under the radar. And I know you're going to talk about him later, Tommy. Uh, but Demarcus Robinson for the wide receiver for the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Uh, six receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns on six targets. I mean, just destroyed that Raider secondary on Sunday. Hard to watch, but uh, had a great week, and I think he was uh, worth mentioning in studs for this week. Yeah, and Andy Reid is getting his speed players in the right position, and that's really all he's doing, but they're doing it well, and they're executing. I think Andy Reid might be the best offensive coordinator or offensive coach in the entire league. Probably. He's he's incredible. For how long? For how long? Exactly. It's incredible. All right, guys, let's move on to duds for week two. (laughs) You got the dud! So my dud this week was my stud from last week. So that is fantasy football for you. So we got Christian Christian McCaffrey. Six points in PPR off of 16 carries for 37 yards. So it's not like he wasn't getting the ball uh, and only caught two of his six targets for 16 yards. No touchdowns. Yeah, he goes from being the highest scoring running back in week one to one of the lowest in week two. Uh, right. He was bottled up all night on Thursday night football last week and the Bucks stacked the box against him. But despite the defensive scheme, I, I don't like, I didn't like seeing what Norv Turner was doing with him. Um, it, it reminded me of how David Johnson was used last year in Arizona. There was lots of runs between the tackles and, and not getting CMC out in space, you know, and, and yes, he can run between the tackles, but if that's not working, like switch it up, you know, do something different. And, I didn't right. see, you know, the passes to him weren't, it, it just lacked, um, it lacked any ingenuity or creativity. Creativity. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe it speaks to Cam and maybe it was a run, uh, a play that was called up that, that should have been executed better and Cam couldn't, I don't know, but yeah, it was just a bad day all around. And to see it swing that much is, is nuts. I think that's what you're going to start seeing more, uh, against the Cam- uh, Carolina Panthers those now. I think they're going to try to say, especially if Cam plays, um, you know, they're going to try to say, you know what, let's let Cam beat us uh, and let's stop CMC. Yeah. So I think you're going to see a lot more stacked boxes until Cam starts beating people with his arm. I think it's going to be tough sledding for uh, CMC. Um, my dud, I have two of them this week, and I'll go for him, uh, go with them real quick, and we'll discuss them. But same thing, like you said, had great week ones and then just terrible, terrible week twos. The first one is Alvin Kamara. Uh, only uh, 13 rushes for 45 yards, zero touchdowns, and only one catch for 15 yards, Tommy. Wow. One catch for 15. That's incredible. And I, I know Drew Brees got hurt um, for much of the game, but you would think with you know uh, Teddy Two Gloves, him coming <laughs> into the game, there would be a lot more dump-off passes to him. So it's, it really surprised me how the Rams were able to shut him down. Yeah. Um, and then before we discuss uh, that, uh, the second one was uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, uh, got shut down five receptions for 40 yards on eight targets. That was pretty shocking to me. The hard part about playing fantasy football is you have these guys that should be a sure thing, you know, and yeah. we said it with uh, uh, with Nuke a, couple of, a bunch of times, like he's quarterback proof, you know, especially in previous years before Deshaun Watson or when Deshaun got hurt, you know, and so right. it, it shouldn't matter. And, and you have it. It's all set up where it should work out. The game script is good. The situation is good. And then it just big old dud, you know, and like. It's so frustrating with with when these players, these type of players, this caliber of player is doing so so poorly so so early in the season. 
it's just it's incredible to me how how much it swing uh how much it swinged from uh from week one to week two especially like you said with these are supposed to be safe floors you know not have to worry about it i mean i saw teams in our home league you know score 150 points one week and the next week only score 111 yeah it was same players you know so i mean that's that's incredible to me you know it's, it's, it's insane fantasy man even though we didn't talk about our duds we had the exact same duds um oh did we yeah that, <laughs> that's exactly who i had too and um yeah i hope it's just it's just a one week you know fluke thing and you know you look back and in week 12 or 15 and you know you're like oh yeah i remember that one bad week and that's all it was but uh, unless something changes um you know the, these defenses are gonna scheme against these best players and try to take out the best player so um you know, in certain weeks, as as hard as it is to sit some of these guys, in certain right. weeks with a bad matchup, you you might want to consider it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Now a quick break for a word from our sponsor. All right, Tommy. Let's start handing out some free nuggets. Uh, why don't we start with our starts for week three? All right, so I have – it's really easy for this week, okay? So the players you want to start are uh-huh. everybody on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Free nuggets. I, I, I like that strategy, man. I like it. Because <laughs> they're playing the Miami Dolphins, who Incredible. we all know are just tanking. Like, uh-huh. you wouldn't believe they might get rid of Kenyon Drake. Have you ever seen a tank that bad? No, not this bad. Not in I week mean, two. This is just like the NBA now, man. I mean, this is terrible. Terrible. And I feel so bad for the fans. And, yeah. and I get why players are requesting trades from the team. But at the same time, like, I don't come on, Brian Flores. Like, <laughs> this does not look good. And you can't build, you can't just build your team on all these new picks you're going to have from next year. You know, you can't start, uh, you know, rookies right from day one. This isn't, remember the Titans or something. I could like, see, I could see Flores getting fired this year at the end of the year and then them trying to go after like the Oklahoma coach. Yeah. You know, over there and try to do that. And he gets like Wilkins, like totally. I mean, at least he gets a fat paycheck for nothing, but still like, yeah, you can't do, it can't be this bad. Cause you can't, I don't think you can change a culture when you tank like this, you know, right. it, it's, this is, you're doing years of damage, right? you know, and, and no excitement for the fan base. I don't care if you get a quarterback, you know, it's just, it's just the wrong way to play football. Yeah, it, it's not good. So well, they got they got rid of Laramie Tunsil. I mean, right. if you really wanted to build for the future, you have your left tackle already. Now you got to put your quarterback. Right? I mean, come on, man. What are they doing over there? Yeah. So so anyway, you know, going Sorry back for that to that rant. Yeah, going yeah. back to the start. Uh, so so Dak Prescott, uh, he's he's been on fire. Um, yeah. So I would continue to start him. He would be my DFS start of the week, but he's actually really expensive because everyone's okay. seen that yeah. that's a good matchup. Uh, Zeke should have a field day. Uh, should eat all day. Amari Cooper should have another nice day. I imagine like a hundred receiving yards and at least one touchdown. Um, right. and, and even Randall Cobb, and I'll talk about him later later as a as an ad target. But but you know he should kind of step into that Michael Gallup role uh, at least until Michael comes back. And and yeah, they should all have a, a really good day. Even Jason Witten too. Fire him up if you have him because everyone's going to eat in this game. I think they're averaging like forty points each team that plays the Dolphins. So I mean, you're you're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, now I'll go with my guy. Uh, a start, uh, Larry Fitzgerald against the Panthers. Free Nuggets. Listen to this, Tommy. Right now, uh, Fitzgerald ranks 
top 10 in targets amount um, uh, again among all whiteouts. All whiteouts? Season, all whiteouts. So everybody, he's top 10 right now. Uh, wow. So he, I think he's a great option, especially against the Panthers, um, who's allowed a lot of catches to the slot receiver. And last week, obviously, Chris Godwin played a lot of slot, and he just torched him. So Fitzgerald operates mainly from the slot. So I think it's a good week to fire up the old man. And, you know, I think he has a really safe floor this week. Good flex play for this week. I like that. Yeah, I like Larry Fitz. He was uh, someone dropped him in our home league, and I was really hoping to get him and just didn't work out. But, you know, my my start, my DFS started this, this week um, mm-hmm. is actually Josh Allen. And we've already talked about him a bunch of times already. Free nuggets. Um, but yeah. But at $5,000 uh, $5, on DraftKings uh, with a nice matchup against Cincinnati, who gave up 312 yards to Jimmy G and the 49ers last week. You know, it's not looking great for that defense. So, um, you know, you in DFS, you always want to build it, you know, where you can save money at different at different positions, have those guys outperform their salary. And I think Josh Allen's going to do it this week. All right, Tommy, why don't you give me now a uh, player you're going to sit this week that, um, you know, you think a lot of people are going to try to start. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah, and one person that's been a great waiver wire pickup for most redraft leagues is uh, Scary Terry McLaurin uh, for the Washington Redskins. Free nuggets. And, and so he's someone that I, I've uh, I've had, I've traded for, traded away. Um, Love the potential for this kid, but going against the Chicago Bears this week is a really tough matchup. And ideally, if you're if you're starting Terry McLaurin, you probably had someone else on your bench because you didn't draft Terry high. So right. if you have someone to, to switch him out, uh, especially if he's a flex start for you, uh, I would definitely consider it. It's just a bad matchup, you know, and we've seen what the Bears defense can do and how they shut down yeah. other opposing offenses. So he's one person I would sit this week. Free nuggets. All right. My sit for the week is Josh Gordon for the New England Patriots. Free nuggets. Mm. Um, last week in that big blowout, 43 to zero against the Dolphins, he only saw five targets. Uh, and I think with the Antonio Brown presence, you know, they're going to run the ball again this week. They're playing the, I believe the jets, correct? Yep. So obviously they're probably game scripts going to be probably more towards Michelle running the ball. Um, I think that, uh, you might want to bench Josh Gordon if you have a good replacement for him. Cause I, know, I, don't, I think Antonio is going to eat up a lot of those targets um, and they're going to be running the ball a lot. So I don't think they're going to be passing too much. Yeah, that's a good one. And speaking of the Jets, uh, Steve, what do you think about Le'Veon Bell, you know, going against the New England defense? Because, you know, Bell is definitely the number one guy on that offense now. And that's we all know what New England does. You know, they shut down the number one guy. So would you still fire him uh, up? I definitely have to fire him just because I don't think the Jets have anybody else to, to use. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think that you have to base – on one, he's probably one of your best running backs. And right. I think the volume is going to be there enough for him to be a safe floor. And I keep saying safe floor this week. But right now, you just want to safe floor players in fantasy because it's so up and down. And I think with the matchup, you know, you're hoping maybe they get down, a couple dump-off checkoffs, maybe a, some garbage time TDs. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I don't. I never like to say divisional games are blowouts. but And they're not the Dolphins, so... Uh, they have hopefully have a little more pride, but you know what? Who are they starting? Um, Falk from uh, Washington State, right? As a quarterback, so uh, it's gonna be tough. But yeah, fire up Le'Veon, man. Let him, let him. Just you know, that's an easy plug and play for me. Free nuggets. Yeah, and if you can get like sixty-eight yards rushing and a touchdown, and 
you know, maybe six, you know, catches, you know, for 30 yards. It's yeah. still, you know, it's still it's a great week. Right. You know, you're still getting about 15 or something points. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, it was just someone that I was like, you know, seeing what New England's done against other opposing running backs. It didn't really look I know. great. I know, man. It's crazy. All right, Tommy, let's add an extra serving of free nuggets for these guys this week. Let's go to our, our best ad. Uh, waiver rider ads as well as maybe trade targets you think that we should people should start trying to buy low on yeah and you know and these are guys you know waiver waiver wires for most leagues run runs on wednesday you know you find out if you get those waivers um and so our our twitter handle we're always going to put out um our our waiver wire targets on tuesday you know so you can try to get those guys and we try to break it out into tiers between fab and target tiers to you know to know how much fab money you should spend on some of these players but at this point now when our podcast usually comes out by like thursday or friday um the waiver wire is already ran so we're trying to look at players that are still left that you can just pick up for free right now that people might right. have missed on and so you know one of those players is actually uh demarcus robinson still for some reason um is available in like 35 percent of yahoo leagues free nuggets which is asinine in, in my opinion right now. Um, but without Tyreek, you know, Robinson has a ton of big playability as teams will look to Keon uh, Watkins and, and Kelsey first. And, and like we saw last week against the Raiders, DeMarcus, you know, can get free, uh, especially up the seam uh, with those deep routes or, or using them out in the flats. So he's a great pickup for this week. We've mentioned Matthew Stafford a bunch of times already. Free nuggets. Uh, Dominic's not here, so but I'm still going to pump him out. So hopefully he picks up Matt Stafford at some point this season. <laughs> uh, he's still out there in 51% of Yahoo leagues. And then uh, we did talk about the Dallas Cowboys and Randall Cobb and, and Cobb's still out there in 72% of leagues and free nuggets. You right. Know, I, I like I, the Cobb one, this <clears throat> week, especially, especially this week. If you need a quick flex play, right. Kind of, especially like in a deeper leagues, I think Randall Cobb is a good, a good player to fire up this week. Yeah. So great matchup. And just good opportunity. And I think um, he's enjoying the resurgence in his career that he's seen, you know, because it was going downhill at, uh, at Green Bay. And now he has another opportunity now here at Dallas to, to really shine. So um, might want to consider him for a DFS startup or, or just someone to keep your eye on, you know, because he might have a nice role. Another guy you want to add this week is, I think, is Frank Gore. He's only 33% owned right now in Yahoo Leagues. Free Nuggets. Um, but you still want to monitor the situation with Devin Singletary, making sure that you know he's not going to play. But if Frank Gore does play, the volume is going to be there. They're playing the Bengals, which I just talked about earlier on the pod, how they just got torched for 230 yards and two touchdowns by running backs for the San Francisco running backs. So I think that he's a great play for someone that needs a flex um, and also a player that is, again, kind of tied into injuries is Darwin Thompson uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Free Nuggets. Uh, obviously the two running backs, LaShawn McCoy and uh, Damian Williams are injured. So these are two players that I feel they're not owned. You could probably still get them, like you said, for free right now, uh, but you're just going to have to monitor the situation throughout the week um, and make sure that you're uh, staying on top of it. And always, like always, like I said earlier, two-on-one Twitter handle at two-on-one FFB podcast. Check it out. We're going to have all that information for you guys. Yeah, I like Darren Thompson too. I never personally was super sold on Damian Williams and, and seeing Shady McCoy go there and get some carries. You know, the opportunity's there if those guys are hurt. So definitely someone to keep your eye on. I, I totally agree on that one. 
So uh, now let's talk about who you would target possibly to a, a, maybe a, a buy low player right now that you think maybe there's a desperate uh, owner out there that wants to get rid of him. Want to trade? Nah. Why not? I like mine better. Wait here. I'll trade you all this money for the Dorito. So yeah, if you have an owner in, in one of your leagues that's kind of freaking out about how Joe Mixon and James Conner have started the year. Uh-huh. Free nuggets. You know, those are might be some pretty good trade targets right now. Um, it's not going to be super low because just name recognition and, and the possibility of them getting better. Um, you're, you're definitely going to have to pay something decent for it. Uh, not going to be super high. You know, it's definitely their value has definitely dropped recently. But a super, super low trade target right now that is, I think, at the very bottom, pretty close to the bottom of his value and, and not someone that I'm a big fan of uh, personally. But um, it's still early. They could really turn things around, and that's Devonte Freeman. Free nuggets, and and he's yep. had two really really bad games. He's looking like the the player he's always been, but it's just not really clicking. And it's not really working out and translating to production. So I think you can get him really cheap right now if you had the spot for him to stash uh, on your roster. Um, because by midway through the season, it might actually get a little bit better for him. Yeah, I like that one. I do. I mean, you could probably, like you said, buy them pretty low. Um, the other two, they're I think that they're good, but you're gonna have to pay a little bit. But you still probably aren't gonna pay as much as you might have like week one, obviously. Right. Um, my one one trade target I have that I think um, some people might be uh, freaking out about as well um, is another Steeler in Juju Smith-Schuster. Free nuggets. Uh, especially with Ben being out all year, uh, Mason Rudolph coming in, everyone's talking about. You know, James Washington, you know, they have the Oklahoma State connection, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, honestly, you know, when Mason Rudolph did come in, Juju did get 27% of the target share, which is huge, which I think it was 1% more than what Big Ben had done uh, the, the, since when he was playing. So I think that they're going to feed Juju the ball even more, maybe get him more bubble screens, getting the ball more, especially PPR leagues. They may be valuable. So you might be able to get him a little bit cheaper. And same thing with uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, with him having such a bad game against the Rams, Drew Brees being hurt, you know, people are going to maybe undervalue him. And and I think might now might be the time to strike. Yeah. And I've seen uh, on Twitter some trade offers for Michael Thomas, too, and people considering yeah. it, you know, and that that's definitely not something you would have seen it last year at all. Uh, absolutely not. You know, I, and I'm a Michael Thomas owner. I'm not too worried about Michael Thomas because I feel like he's still their number one. He play They move the move him around so much slot, you know, outside. Um I think that, you know, he's still going to be continue to be, you know, the number one uh, guy there and have the biggest target share. So, you know, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, if that would be anybody who right now who lost their starting quarterback, I think you'd probably go after right now. Yep. All right. That was great stuff this week, Tommy. We gave everybody a super size helping us of free nuggets. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now it's time for some Super Friends League talk. The Super Friends League. All right, let's uh, run through the pickums this week. Uh, we'll start with the first game: Mexicans who are zero and two. Yours truly, and two and zero. Time to eat. Surprisingly, in first place right now. What do you got, Tommy? Well, he uh, time to eat has a few of those guys we talked about this week: uh, Dak Prescott, Austin Eckler, um, <clears throat> T.Y. Hilton's even having a really decent you know year um and, and so the only people i'm really worried about is stefan diggs and Le'Veon bell for his team um but you know looking at, at mexicans you know they got dalvin cook you know and, and and he's looking like the number one running back right now so um 
but uh, just just how things look with the matchups. Uh, I'm gonna go time to eat on this one. Um, his his only weak link, in my opinion, right now, is Stephon Diggs, who managed to salvage his week last week with a late touchdown um, on his one catch. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm still gonna go time to eat because I think overall it's just looking a little bit better. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I'm also going with Matt. Um, I started zero and two, and I'm so pissed that I have to play Matt right now, week three, where his team is just humming. I mean, I could definitely see a scenario where his team maybe slows down at the end of the year, but right now he has a scary team. So, um, you know, like you like you said, he has a lot of the players we discussed to start this week. So, um, definitely going with Matt. All right, next matchup we have is Jeebus the Great, who is also zero and two against Arm Rodri, who is one and one. So this one's a little bit closer. Um, you know, I think the the best thing that Arm Roger has going going for him is uh, Tom Brady having like his best fantasy year in like five to ten years or something. I know, incredible. Um, you know, but then he has a lot of boomer bust guys with with Kamara, uh, Tyler Lockett, Jared Cook, and and it's insane to say boomer bust with Kamara, but um, mm-hmm. that's that's how it's been, and, and who knows how it's gonna be with Teddy? So exactly, um, yeah. You know, so looking at Jeebus, the greats roster. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers, Juju, Larry Fitz, DJ, Aaron Jones. Um, I actually like uh, like his roster a little bit better this week, even though, um, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers is relying heavily on, on Saints and New England players. You know, I think that could be his downfall. So I'm going to pick Jeebus the Great. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeebus the Great as well. And just for the uncertainty of uh, what the Saints offense is going to do um, with Kamara, with Cook, I think that's pretty bold for him to start those two players. But I really don't think he has an option. Um, carry on Johnson at Philadelphia, that Philadelphia front seven is the the truth, man. So yeah. I don't like that matchup. And I like Larry Fitz Schuster against the, the 49ers. Um, and Aaron Jones is coming on now. So I'm going to also go with Jeebus the great this week. And, and I just realized he's starting new England's defense against the jets. So he's, yeah, he's solid. Yeah. He's solid. <laughs> projected for 17 points. That is a boatload of points for a defense. That's yeah. Crazy. Insane. Alrighty, the next matchup we had we have is the Godfather against the Kamish, uh, Gruden's Heroes. Right now, Gruden's Heroes and the Godfather are both one in one. So I'll start this one off because it's you, Tommy. Uh, I am going to go with the Godfather this week. I just think the team is a little bit too strong. Um, Carson Wentz has a good matchup. Um, Chris Godwin had a great game last week against the Panthers, and I think he'll continue against the Giants. Saquon, Saquon. Um, I think people are sleeping a little bit on Joe Mixon. I think that he's going to have a a, um, a good comeback game this one. And then Sammy Watkins. I doubt he goes uh, uh, has a bad game again back to back. So I guess that Baltimore with. defense, though. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that there's that, you know they have so many weapons now to worry about, especially after last week's uh, showing. I think that Sammy's going to get his this week. So. But defend yourself, Tommy. Why are you winning? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, so I th- I do actually think I'm gonna win. Um, I got Matt Ryan against Indianapolis. I think it's gonna be a good matchup. I think Mike Evans against the Giants. Uh, it's good for both Evans and Godwin. So that'll be interesting to see. You know who does better? You know because we have both of those guys. And I think Marquise Brown's gonna keep rolling. CMC is gonna have a good day against Arizona. That's gonna be a nice bounce back. The one guy I'm worried about the most. Uh, is actually Josh Jacobs at Minnesota, just because uh-huh. uh, JJ's been dealing with a, a a groin issue a little bit this week, and and Minnesota has you know they've been playing really lights out on defense, so that's my only real concern. Um, but I, I think you know I actually don't like any of like the projections anyway, so I think 
Um, I have the potential to, to come out with a, a really high score this week, but um, I, I really have, am not confident in that, but I'm still going <laughs> to pick myself. <laughs> well, at least you won last week with the Ninjoku injury. Almost oh, died, but that was, that was solid, man. Was, and Joku uh, gets a concussion with, and then zero points, and I managed to keep the win with Cleveland's defense. That was hey, insane. Hey, it's fantasy, man. Take it when you can, you I'll know? take it. All right. Next matchup we have is uh, another battle of the one-and-ones, uh, the Expendables versus Noble Savages. And and again, um, I have a hard time picking against Noble Savages this year, just like last year. Um, yes, he's my brother. But um, his, his team is pretty solid. The only ones I really worry about uh, on his team are like DJ Moore. Um, but he's got Zeke Elliott, Mark Ingram, Kelsey, Lamar Jackson, Cooks, uh, and Leonard Fournette, who's, who's been putting up a, a quiet, quiet, nice, you know, fancy uh, season so far. And, you know, as long as he stays healthy, we'll have a good year. Uh, but looking at the matchups that he has against the Expendables, um, it, it is going to be tough to, to get past Patrick Mahomes and Julio. Um, but after that, you know, I, I, if if Expendables, you know, is still going to roll with Miles Sanders and OJ Howard uh, out there, you know, good luck, you know. And that's my one uh, free nugget to Art is, you know, I, I, I we're past the point of giving you shit for for not taking the Zach Ertz trade, um, but you need to not play OJ Howard. Uh, you got Vance McDonald there, and maybe that's a better play with you know going against his old team. Free nuggets. Yeah, I agree. Vance McDonald is the play. Um, if he puts them in the tight end, I definitely think would pick Art. Uh, Miles Sanders, I mean, I, I understand it. You know, I, I mean, he's projected for low, but I definitely understand it. Um, and, you know, Thielen also having, you know, a pretty good matchup against Oakland. Oakland got torched, secondary got torched last week. So um, it's going to be a really close matchup. Um, but yeah, Vince's team is just stacked right now. Um, I, when you can play Leonard Fournette in your flex, I think you're having a pretty good year. So yeah, um, and to, for people who don't know, um, Vince and I did make a trade today for Allen Robinson for Darren Waller. So I think he'll be probably replacing uh, DJ Moore with Allen Robinson this week. So I will also go with Noble Savages this week. You know, and another free nugget for for Art, um, he should really consider, especially instead of Miles Sanders, playing David Montgomery, uh, especially on Monday Night Football against the Redskins. Yeah, Art had a pretty good draft this year. I think it was... Uh, Got some good players with some good upside, and they're all they're all balling out right now. So yeah, definitely, like you said, David Montgomery over Sanders, a little bit less of a timeshare too with the Chicago Bears, I believe. Right. All right. So the last game is um, right now. I said Watson is two and zero, and Sam Collin is one and one. Close matchup again. Yeah, very close. Um, I, I actually like I said Watson in this one, but I think it's real interesting on Sam Collins' uh, team because he does have James Conner and Marlon Mack. Um, who kind of spiked and then they were starting to kind of have a downward trend on, on their fancy value and, and outlook looking forward. Um, so I think Watson has a, I said, Watson has a, a real good um, matchups this week with Todd Gurley going against Cleveland, Chris Carson against New Orleans. He just got Zach Ertz and George Kittle. So he's playing two tight ends, but two really good ones um, as well as Devonte Adams and Kenny Galladay. So yeah, I really like his team this week. Uh, even though uh, stand-up Colin does have Amari Cooper in a, a fantastic matchup, I, I still think uh, I said Watson's uh, running backs are going to pull it off for him. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, stand-up Colin on this one, and that's because I feel like you said Amari Cooper has the potential for a really big game. Um, Jared Goff at Cleveland. Jared Goff hasn't started the season too well, but I think he's good for a a, a bounce-back game. 
Um, and then I also like DeAndre Hopkins against the Chargers. I know the Chargers have pretty decent defense, but I don't think you can hold uh, Hopkins down for uh, two weeks. And then the running backs, Connor and Mack, um, volume, man. I think they're going to get a lot mm-hmm. of volume this week, so I think they'll get in the end zone. Um, the only one I would say, free nugget, James White, just because of game script. I don't think that the, the Patriots are really going to need him as much in the passing game, which is normally where he makes his bread and butter. So um, I would probably maybe consider um, not playing James White. Um, and on the other end, uh, with Dominic, you're right, great team. But I just, you know, with Chris Carson against New Orleans, New Orleans defense, offense, defense hasn't been playing that well. But Chris Carson did have a fumble, and, and Rashad Penny did eat into some of his touches last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm I'm never a big fan of two tight ends, even though it's Zach Ertz and uh, Kittle. But <laughs> it just scares me, man. It's volatile. But, you know, it worked for Art a couple of years ago, so maybe it works for Dominic this week. Right, and and stand up. Colin also has uh, Curtis Samuel, um, and even Jarvis Landry on his bench, so he does have some yeah. options there at the flex. And and I Definitely. actually probably would go or Samuel. Matt Breda. Yeah, 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 Matt Breda. Breda you, know, mm-hmm. you know. All right, guys, that does it for the show this week. Uh, so before you go, set your lineups. Go and rate and review the show on whatever app you're listening to uh, this podcast on. And if you need any help with waiver wire trades or those tough start or sit decisions, reach out to us through anchor message, email our voicemail line, our website, 211fantasysports.com, or the pod's Twitter handle, at 211ffbpodcast. And you can find each of us on Twitter, amafbsavant7075. Uh, Dominic is at yeesmo24. And Tommy? And I'm at tmo52 underscore. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. And good luck in week three. I got the black lung pop. Bad boy good. Bad boy good. Bad boy good.